Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is June the 8th, 2023. It's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. I am Atrol Pearl, and as always, Cresta Star is here. Cresta Chic Star. Cresta the Chic. Cresta Chic. Cresta Star Chic. Cresta Chic Star. Cresta Star. Worcestershire. You got the joke. Thank you. Hi, Cresta. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, uh, okay show tonight. I am feeling the fantasy. I am, for those of you in audio, you can't see, I'm paying homage to the Iron Sheik. I have on the stash, the headgear. Only thing that's missing is my raw chest, but I don't want us to get demonetized and or banned on the YouTubes. Probably a good idea for us to not have that or else... Uh, or else Sean will be looking for a new co-host for the Collision Post Show starting next Saturday, in which you and Rick Uccino and Iridian Ferrero will be the co-hosts. I've been fired before I start. What a way to go. <laughs> the best way to go, I got to tell you. The best way to go is also leaving a thumbs up here on this video. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, go ahead, leave a five-star review because that gets us closer to your friend's ears and not doing this because, you know, Screw that guy. But uh, go ahead. Leave a five-star review. Get us closer to more ears. And maybe your commute to work or commute to school. Whatever it is. Just get in there. Do the thing. If you want to support us financially, FIFOSelect.com is one of them for your exclusive news and all the other content that we provide. We'll talk about that later. But you can also drop us a super chat here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Or head over to HumperChats.com. Same deal. Any question, any amount, statement, run on air. Crest to tell them how. Listen, you big jabroni marks. You're going to head over to humperchats.com, put in your question, and be like, hey, Crest the Star Joe Pearl, impact is cool. Yeah, we'll read it. We'll give you our opinions, any dollar amount. We keep some. Happiness happens. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. Humperchats.com. Don't make me put you in the camel clutch, bruh. Ding. Bing bong. I did it for you. <laughs> I did it for you. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow night is against all odds. That's Friday night. The post show will either be here on Fightful, simulcast at the same time as the SmackDown and AW Rampage post show, or we'll head over to Fightful Overbooked and air it there. We don't know yet, but keep it locked to all of your socials. Follow Fightful. Follow me. Follow Cresta. We'll tell you where it's going to air, but either way, you will not be without an against all odds post show tomorrow night after the show goes off the air. Keep that in your mind for later let's get into it bti opens up with george iceman as it always does mr iceman tells us this is scoops cresta we we got scoops this week 
He tells us that Jordan Grace is out of commission indefinitely and immediately. So this gets played into later on with the Giselle Shaw promo that I personally really enjoyed. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was well shot. It was well edited. It was well acted. uh, But Jordan Grace is effectively done with Impact Wrestling, as we reported on FIFOSelect.com. But they haven't killed her off. So... They're leaving the door open for her to come back at any time. Instead, they're just writing her off and saying that she's out indefinitely, which pretty much just, I think this means that impact is a little more, uh, they're a little, they're a little more expecting her to come back. There may be a, who knows? It could just be that they're being, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, cautious, gracious, sending, leaving the open door. Maybe she's just hanging out with Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary in the undead row. I think they're optimistic is what it is. They're optimistic that she'll come back. So anyway, uh, that that seems to be where they're going with, with Jordan Grace. But uh, yeah, that was that. Let's go into uh, the BTI match with Sleazy Sparks versus Taylor Rising. To be honest, this is the match that I've personally seen on the Ontario Indies, which is nice. Both women getting real entrances is cool. Uh, I do not believe for one second that Tom Hannafin likes the CFL because let's face it, Cresta, nobody likes the Canadian Football League. Or really knows what it is. Three downs? Come on, what are you talking about? I don't even like real football in the NFL. But either way. I blew my nose off. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's all right. Bye-bye, Cresta Chic. She's still got the head, the the headband. Oh, it's coming right back. I just, I didn't think I wanted to hear that. I just had to fix it. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Don't look at my face. She's terrorizing here, not terrorizing. Either way, terrorizing uh, hits a spike. Rana looks really good. Good back and forth. Good strikes. Good finish. And then out comes Masha Slamovich. She takes out both women with a steel chain. It's officially a no contest. Masha cuts a promo in Russian. I'm sure someone will eventually have the uh, have uh, what she had what she had to say the translation. But unfortunately, I speak zero Russian. Unless you do, Cressa, do you speak Russian? I understood. Killer Kelly, dog collar, Duolingo's doing work wonders. All right. Good stuff. Wonderful. But anyway, great promo. Listen, we talk about this with other wrestlers all the time. If you're speaking your mother tongue and it's still uh, it's got that gravitas, it's gonna sound good. It's gonna be a good. Uh, it's going to be a good promo like that. It happens with Japanese wrestlers in English all the time. People say, oh, why don't we have subtitles? And sometimes you don't need them. Sometimes it's yeah. just the the conviction in your voice is good enough to to get the emotion through. And that's what happened with Masha tonight with this uh, with this promo. Do you have anything to add about Sparks and, and Rising in the match that they had until it was tossed out? That whole time I was there, I was like, who's going to win this match? Because they were very even and they played up both of these girls. And... Honestly, I have to give props because they gave me very much. You want to go outside and fight? Yeah, I want to go outside and fight. And then these girls actually went outside and fought. Good good match. Solid match. Good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Again, something that personally I've seen, and I'm glad that more people are getting to see Mm -hmm. out there uh, in Impact Land. And hopefully they'll start seeing more of Silesia and Tara as time goes on. When AEW comes to town, I think they usually call uh, Silesia Sparks, hopefully. And Taylor Rising has done a spot there, too, as Taylor Rising. Uh, so I feel like when Forbidden Door is in town at the end of this month in June, they'll probably be back. But uh, who knows what their status is with AEW, working with Impact and all that stuff. Let's go into the Impact main show. Chris Bay takes on Jason Hotch. Myers comes out with the Good Brothers and says, Subculture skipped the line. That's how they got their title shot. And it was ridiculous. But it only bought Ace of Base some time. And at against all odds, time is up, but there's no need to worry, says the Good Brothers, especially these subhuman Canadians. Come on, man. That's really, that's not nice. I mean, they've been giving it to y'all. Impact's really been giving it to the Canadians. Holy shit. I don't (laughs) get it. Anyway, since tomorrow night, the Impact tag titles will be in good hands. You get it? Anyway, 
Uh, Hannafin points out that Good Hands won a singles match, therefore they don't deserve a tag title shot. And I was like, that's a good point. It's a singles match. What do you want? That's not how exactly. it works. Bay hits, uh, Bay gets hit with the flavor. It's a really, really good move. But of course, that's after the match because Bay wins. This is actually a good finish. I love this. Hotch goes for a victory roll. Bay counters it into a pin of his own. He picks up the win earlier in the match. Uh, Hotch caught Bay while he's trying to do the art of finesse. Uh-huh. Turns it into a blue thunder bomb. I like the strength. The good show of strength. Uh, Post match is what I was getting into. I got ahead of myself. Uh, Skylar and Myers go after Ace of Bays, both of them. Myers hits the roster cut on Ace. Bay tries to make the save, but he gets beaten down. And then Bay gets hit with the move that they call the favor, which is a blockbuster Samoan drop double team that I love. It looks really good, looks innovative, and it looks like you can hit it on just about anyone. So that's a good finisher in my books. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the post match? Match, I was going to bring up the same thing with the, um, the Art of Finesse being counted into that blue thunder bomb. But besides that, the match was fine. The whole thing was fine. The post-match, I just find it ironic that the Bullet Club is outnumbered. Who would have thought? I'm so surprised that the Bullet Club is outnumbered. I I think they mentioned that on commentary, or at least um, Matthew Raywalt did. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, where the rest is the where are the rest of the Bullet Club? There's so many Bullet Club members anywhere. Like somebody got to be free. Somebody got to. I'm trying to think of a Bullet Club member and the per, everyone I keep on. No, they got kicked out. No, they got kicked out. I don't think they're still in Bullet Club. Like I want to say, what's what's Tama doing? No, he's out. What's Evil doing? Is he still in Bullet Club? <laughs> like the there's so many. What? How's the torture? There's so many. Like, but I still know there's enough Bullet Club members that someone. Tonga Loa in Bullet Club, or is he out too? Tonga Loa is out. Tomatonga's in the G1. Okay, both I don't are, know who's in the Bullet Club. Of, both are not part of Bullet Club actively, no. Somebody got somebody, somebody's in Bullet Club. Somebody got to come out though. Bullet Club just re what do you call it? They they just kind of restocked a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, David Finley is now the leader. They kicked out Jay White. Uh, although Jay White won't tell you that that Finley's a, a good leader. Uh there are there, there's a lot of dojo guys mm-hmm. that are suddenly in Bullet Club. You've got uh, Alex Coglin. You've got uh, Gabe Kidd just joined. He, I don't think he's a he's not a dojo guy per se. Uh, Kenta is still stateside. He's another one who could show up. So uh, what you doing, Kenta? Like I'm just saying in Clark general. Connors. Clark Connors is another one. It's honestly so. What's interesting about what you're saying is that they're running another multiverse show on august 20th so we still have a few months until that until that happens but like it's there it, it, it's a possibility that they finally get some friends but i don't think the friends should be going after good runners or the good the good hands no i agree but i just i just find it ironic that bullet club of all people are getting jumped right the irony is absolutely there anyway let's uh let's move on <laughs> I got I, the the category is Iron Chic. <laughs> Are you jabroni, gonna Jabroni Hogan is a Jabroni. <laughs> Gia Miller is with Heath, and Heath is back. Uh, he he wasn't at the last taping. Says he's upset. Well, he was, but he wasn't on screen anyway. Uh, Heath's upset that Rhino was injured by Macklin. He says his plan is to win the eight four one match, win the Impact World Championship by beating Macklin. But tonight he's going to take out Champagne Singh, and I'm just like. None of that, is, well, the fir- the last thing is going to happen. But other than that, none of this is going to happen. I'm just going to jump forward. Uh, Heath uh, wins. He beats Champagne Singh with the house call. 
I have no other notes. Yeah, me either. Um, I went to the bathroom and I came back and <laughs> this man was getting his hat. Like, I literally just went to go potty. Like, what? <laughs> and yeah. Good job, yeah. Heath. I'm sorry you're about to get beat up in that four eight four one. Sorry. I mean, he's going to make it to the final four, but then he's just going to probably eat the pin. Or Gresham. We still haven't figured that out. We'll talk about that. We'll give our predictions for Against All Odds at the end of this review. Uh, Dango. This was actually a really good promo. This time they're switching. Instead of doing the black and white and sepia tones, they're doing a color promo and then black and white background. It was, again, it's still... It's still a little confusing what they're trying to do with Dango, but then when he comes out later on in the uh, the Hendry match, when we get to that, I very much look uh -huh. forward to that. But the Dango promo, it's still, I, think, I, th I don't think it's tongue-in-cheek. I think it's very much Dango's playing the, you know, wrestlers these days have no respect. They just want to be on social yeah. media. They're, he's doing one of those gimmicks, and I'm, I'm personally, Cresta, I'm very sick of those. I don't know how you feel about it before we get into the Dango stuff uh, itself. Do you have any anything to add to that? I actually am liking his promos. I agree. The first time I saw it, I was like, hey, is he memeing? Does he know he's cutting a, a real promo? No, I think he's really like, hey, I can do that. What? Yeah, I'm a super serious wrestler. But it's still it's still giving me sure, Jan. It's giving me goofy goober still. Um I don't hate it. I actually don't hate it. It's something completely new for Dango. And I think for once, I kind of believe that Dango may take the title off of Hendry. Wow. You think so? I mean, it's a nice gimmick change. And at this point, it's kind of giving, I'm going to beat myself before I let your Hendry beat me. Because I think that maybe... Dango might have won that match, but you punched Joe Hendry in the dick. <laughs> Let's be for real here. That's what you did. You, 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 ah, 10,000 years of pain. So you got him in the butt. I mean, in a wee-wee. So it's like, bro, I think that this super serious, right, you got a good look. You got the great look. You're rich, sure, whatever. I feel like Moose just did that. But, like, I think that this refresh gives him a chance to be serious, and a good way to make him serious is his shock title change. And I think that'd be great here. I wouldn't hate it. Of all the titles that are on the line tomorrow night at Against All Odds, this is the one that I most see changing hands uh -huh. out of everything. Uh, let's talk about the promo. So Dango says, uh, you know, he's asked why the change in demeanor. And he says, I've played Fandango because I was paid a lot. And I took that money, I invested it, got a big return, and I'm in a spot in life now where I don't need to play this clown. I don't even need to be here, but I'll take your money. And he's, you know, someone asked, what's the reception so far? They, what someone asks is really just they, they write it out on the screen mm -hmm. for him to answer, like promo beat for beat. Uh, and he says, you know, now wrestlers are texting him, oh, that was a cool promo. And he's like, I don't want to talk to wrestlers. And then they flash forward to him in the parking lot talking to fans. And he's just like, where are you from? Are you local to London? Fans are like, yeah. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he just he's such a jerk. He's such a dick. He says, like, if someone wants to pay Dango to not be on TV, I'll accept it. You know, I won't complain. I won't uh, complain on Twitter. I won't say a word about how I'm not being used. Uh, just pay me and I'll be the best employee you ever had. And then he basically just says, like, the 5X Dango shirts won't cover up the smell. Take a shower. Have some respect. And then I'm going to win that digital media championship. Uh, and he says, if, if I were most of the locker room here, I would have already ordered my replica title online the day that I won the title. But unfortunately, I can pull real life girls. <laughs> so the last wow. thing I want to do is bring a girl home who sees the replica title on my wall. And he says, do you think Harley Race would have a toy title on his mantle? And I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Kid, you need that title to be representative. 
of your crafts. Is this Harley Race or Vince McMahon? No, this is Harley Race. Okay. Vince McMahon is a lot more. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Harley Race. Harley. What's your finish, kid? It's a moonsault. I'll move. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Anyway, Dango says if he wins the title against all odds, he'll take the list. He'll take the. He'll take the thing. He'll list it on eBay and take the proceeds and go to Hawaii with a girl. I'll be that girl, Dango. What's up? I'm trying to go to Hawaii. We can beat the together. Y'all been to Hawaii? It's expensive as hell. I've never been to the Hawaii. I'm poor. <laughs> I've flown, I have flown through Hawaii while I was on a gig. Had like five hours there. You hard. are super cool. I wish I could be as I want to be you when I grow up, Joel. <laughs> no, you don't. That gig was hell. The three hours <laughs> in Hawaii, sorry, not three hours in Hawaii. The five hours in Hawaii were like, mmm. the three hours that I spent trying to deal with Hawaii air. Anyway, the whole other story. Uh, design segment. Design say, Angels is like, I never trusted you, Sammy. I knew it was a ploy to try and take down the design from the inside. And then you tricked us all, yada, yada, yada. Now Sammy's going to pay in his cesspool state of Ohio, which is true, by the way. True. Ohio. It is true. I, we don't make the rules. I, I Even I know that. And I'm from New York. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Noted cesspool of Ohio. I don't make the rules. It's just, I'm just, anyway. Says if it's a war you want, it's a war you've got. The design will take from Sammy everything tomorrow night against all odds. Good promo. Listen, this is the angriest we've seen the design. And I kind of like that story. Uh -huh. What do you think of this whole thing? I thought this was one of the best promos the design has delivered since the, the untimely death of Eric Young. <laughs> this is one of the best promos. Everyone made it very clear that they were mad. But Dina really drove the point home. I'm going to take from you until you have nothing left. And then I will take nothing from you. I will take everything from you and i believe it i believe it. i believe that alan angels is finally going to give us the little tasmanian devil that we deserve and dina will finally pin samuel callahan wow i mean i, I think i think they'll put i think they'll do it in ohio for the memes yeah. i mean i talked about that with uh either with you or with other people i think oh. it was with me yeah and i said this is the design they have to win this match because we have to go to sammy versus dina one-on-one Mm -hmm. at anniversary and it would make no sense for the design to go in with like zero wins and zero momentum on the big shows so yeah they they should get the win madman fulton's coming in if you had madman fulton on your bingo card for who's the third man brother he is the third man brother so he will be joining that team on friday night uh which is good looking forward to that and uh yeah speaking of looking forward to it sheldon gene and joe hendry they have a rematch oh, from the i'm Trump. ready this time Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm excited. This is a good match. Listen. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't realize you had the thing going. I thought you were ready with something else. No, no, no. I have it. I have the other one. <laughs> You're not welcome. <laughs> anyway, Henry comes out and says, Tonight, tonight's opponent is the man who broke my nose, reality star Sheldon Jean, who is under the tutelage of another reality star, Kenny King. Says, this isn't reality TV. This is Impact Wrestling. And here to stick an impact, all you have to do is say the two magic words, we believe. And then out come King and, and Jean. And this match, again, just like in Toronto, this was a really good match. Henry giving a lot to Gene. Gene looks great. Uh, King trips up Henry early and allows Gene to take the advantage with the pump kick. Uh, they do a really good Henry powering out of the guillotine 
spot that leads to a suplex and uh-huh. the tap up power bomb into the standing ovation gets the win for Joe Hendry. And then really this is, this is the real deal. This is the post match. Hendry grabs a mic, calls out dirty dango. It was like call out people on the mic after your match night. It was like, everyone gets a motivational win. And then everyone calls out their opponent for against all odds. Hendry calls out dango. Dango comes out and he says, I hate pro wrestling. And I'm like, I get it. And, <laughs> and then he says, the only thing I hate more than pro wrestling are pro wrestling fans. And I'm like, Again, I get it. I get it, Dango. I hate wrestling and I hate pro wrestling fans. Look at this jabroni mark dressed up like Iron Sheik. I get it. And then Dango says he won't be tricked into fighting for free on his day off, and I love that. And then Joe Hendry says, well, I'm going to debut a new song, and it's all about trying to figure out where where Dango went wrong. Oh, my God. I'm just going to read you the lyrics, but I really think you should go and find the stupid, amazing song that Joe Hendry wrote. Uh, it basically says the, the chorus is you beat Chris Jericho one, two, three to dressing up with Tyler every week. Talking about Tyler Breeze and, and Breezango it says it started when you got rejected by Summer and Eva. That's Eva Marie and Summer Ray when you were trying to get laid on Total Divas. Oh, this was so good. Joe Hendry is a menace to society. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> what a good song. What bigger tweet. It said, yo, bro. As someone who memes almost every song that they hear, him just coming up with lyrics and doing real... Listen, this is $2. He does it for 99 cents. He just puts a printout over his face. Oh, it's so bad. It's so good. It's so good. He said, rejected by Total Divas. I wrote on my thing, art, and then... Matthew Raywall is also a commentary genius. He said, if I was Dago, I would be upset too at this besmirchment. What are you doofing, smirts? Like, <laughs> bro. Like, I, he's using his SAT words for real. This was just excellent. Not since the Cardona rap, the Cardona song, have we had such fantastic musical stylings. From Joe Hendry. This was really good. Uh, go out of your way to find it. It's on Impact Socials. It's everywhere. They're going to be pumping this for the next 24 hours because it was good and it's very mm-hmm. funny. Uh, this this was a lot of fun. And then, of course, King and Gene go to beat up Joe Hendry. Santino comes out to make the save. Gene kind of like Sheldon Gene just kind of stands up to, to Santino, steps backwards and runs into Hendry, who then does the switcheroo and Santino hits Sheldon Gene with the Cobra. So uh, obviously Santino will be evening up the odds in this whole weird thing that we're doing. When Dango said he hates wrestlers, this is why. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. I felt that. Got I it. That. Anyway, uh, another quick match. KO tag titles, knockouts, tag titles, death dolls, take on the coven. Uh, really, the, the the whole point of this thing was Wild is in the sharpshooter while Kylan King and Jessica are outside fighting. Wild is tapping out to Courtney Rush's sharpshooter. Referee doesn't see it because she's too busy trying to tend to the outside. So instead, King tries to get back in the ring. She slugs Courtney Rush, takes her out. Wild sets up King for the big boot to Courtney Rush, gets the pin. Coven retain. I don't really have much else to say. I thought... I thought they would kind of wait a little bit, but it feels like the Death Doll story is going to move away from the Knockouts tag titles. How do you feel about this, and what do you think is, is going on with the, both teams, the Coven and Death Dolls? <coughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean for that to come out. That was the best part. That was the best part. Best review. Um, I actually feel the opposite. I'm thinking if you're 
to me, and maybe I'll just watch too much wrestling, a visual pin indicates that it's somewhere relatively soon you're going to get another title shot. Maybe not at against all odds, but I, uh, what's the next one after against all odds? Not uh, Slammiversary. Slammiversary. I could see it happening at Slammiversary. That would be okay. Um, I just want to point out, too, also in that match, that spinning neck breaker that um, uh, Kylan King did to Courtney Rush, that was, I. my brain still doesn't know how that happened. I've seen it, I've rewinded it, and my brain is just like, bleh, bleh. it was really beautiful. Kudos to them. But I think that it's going to change hands, not at, against all odds, but probably at Slammiversary. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, you know what? I could see them running it back. Sorry, I don't know. I had... I had my finger on my mute button and I had my fan in the other hand. I was anyway, I, I pressed the wrong right. button. I pressed <laughs> the wrong button. I'm having a day. Uh, I can see them running this back. There is a reason to do it, right? They had a, a oh. little bit of a, a schmoz finish with, uh, with the sharpshooter and the tap out and they can, you know, they can cover this into another death dolls and coven match. You're right. And that the coven lose to death dolls at slammiversary it could be a fun and again talking about the whole can-am dojo connection uh and scott demore you can run it again where uh the coven courtney rush who is a can-am dojo graduate gets a win in her like ho not hometown yeah. where she where she did a lot of her training yeah so there you go. uh the alex shelley promo was really good what do you think about this he uh definitely made a lot of good points here I, I absolutely, now I'm going to relate this to a lot of drag. And Alex Shelley said, I have been the house mother for all of your favorites. I've inspired your favorites. I've trained your favorites and I've made them champions. When does Alex Shelley get to be jealous? When does Alex Shelley get to be that guy? And I really believe him. And I feel the same way I felt with that Frankie Kazarian prom, um, thing when they did for him detailing his life the first uh, one or two ones. I want him to win. I know it's not going to happen. And it kind of gives me sympathy and empathy for Shelly because it's like Macklin absolutely deserves to be champion right now. Absolutely. But at some point, so does Shelly and Kazarian. At some point, how much long? Not to say like they're old and the crappy will take them out back, but like how much longer? You know, how much longer? I respect and I understand the decision to put on Macklin because, again, Macklin absolutely deserves to be champion. But damn, Shelly, it happens with Shelly and Saban, but at least Saban was champion before. Yeah, it's true. And I, I do like that Shelly is so he, – he's, he's gracious, but he's mm -hmm. driven. Yeah. Okay? So he, he talks about having been an impact when AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Sting, Samoa Joe, Jeff Jarrett. They were all crowned world champions. He was there for that. So his company's core beliefs are best represented by Josh Alexander, which like to me was a little bit weird. And then he tried to turn it into like the loss to Josh Alexander when Josh was champion was a learning experience. And now he's going to you know take that into his match against Macklin. He puts over all the generations of talent that he worked with and elevated and made better. Mentions Tyler Black. So he mentions Seth Rollins. Uh, he mentions uh, Kazuchika Okada. Mentions Johnny Gargano and the Young Bucks and Jay White, Jonathan Gresham, Chris Saban, Trey Miguel. And he's right. He has worked with all of those champions in Impact, no less. You know, he's worked with all yeah. of those people. And so he said, this is my time. It's my. It's time for Shelly. Macklin is not a better wrestler than him. He's not world champion material. And Shelly says, I'm going to prove it. And, and I like this. It just, 
it makes sense because yeah. you're building to a match where most people are just looking past it and looking to whoever wins the eight four one match. Presumably it's Nick Aldis. And we'll talk about it when we give our predictions for, uh, for against all odds. But I like that they're at least trying to make it feel like Shelly has some sort of chance or that he's working towards a very serious uh, title match against uh, Steve Macklin. Yeah, absolutely. I Again, it's one of those things where I super care about it, maybe a little bit more than yesterday. I mean, more than last week. But it's also one of those things where it's like, damn, I, I want you to win. That's the problem when you've got great wrestlers, great baby faces. Because even when Macklin tapped to, well, let me not do air quotes because he did tap to Kushida. I was still like, damn, but I still want Macklin to win. That's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel that way for Alex Shelley, but there's only two outcomes. is winners or losers. So it, it made me care. So you did a good job. You did a good job. You did yeah. a good job. Uh, Dobby the Brain Heenan hits us with a super chat saying they've done a great job in a two-week span to have me all in on wanting Shelly to win the title. He won't, but man, have they sold it well. And it's true. It, it, yeah. They've done a good job of selling you on the match, and that's pretty good. If Shelly just walked in and was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to win the title, that wouldn't be enough. But because of promos like this, it sets the tone. It makes me more interested in the match. Mm-hmm. I was already looking forward to it on a wrestling level. Now yeah. I believe in a story level in this match. Yeah, because like, let's say in the chaos dimension, sorry, that they put the belt on Alex Shelley. It would be a shock. We'd all be like, oh, but we wouldn't be upset. We'd be like, okay, but it's Alex Shelley. I mean, come on now, it's Alex Shelley. Come on now, like you can be mad, but it's Alex Shelley. And I think that is a good that is a good thing to have, you know. I, I care about it. I, I want both of them to win, and that's that's not possible. <laughs> uh, AO Productions hitting us with the super chat saying uh, Alex Shelley or Frankie Kazarian will finish their story before Cody. LOL. Hey, listen, listen. Everyone's trying to finish. Mustafa Ali is in NXT. He's trying to finish his story. Yeah, I'm sure Baron Corbin's mentioned it too. Everyone's trying to finish their story. Okay. Why are you trying to finish your story? You're trying to retire? I mean, listen, if you've been doing it long enough, you want to, you know, get to the top and then just get all the money. You know, I respect it. I do Some too. people never finish their story. That's right. Especially in WWE, because in WWE, the story never ends. Uh, every, sorry, I'm not doing the Triple H thing here. Steve Macklin retorts in his own promo. He says, you know, Alex Shelley... He's coveting this title that are, mm-hmm. that's around his waist. He says, Nick Aldis is also coveting this title. And there are people coming at him from every direction, even from his side. I like this. In walks Bully Ray on Macklin's side, puts his arm around Macklin and says, I like you, Steve Macklin. You don't need to worry about those other names. You just need to worry about me. But not until Slammiversary. Quick, easy, reminds you that Bully's after him. What do you think of this? No. <laughs> I feel like I uh Michael Scott in the office when he whispers softly, no, please. I we, we we just did this. We we literally no. We just did this. We just did this. We just did this. I get it. I get it. I'm I see the method to bully's madness. You are such an omega heel that you elevate even Macklin, who's already a heel, because everyone hates you and you know it. You're okay with it. Fine. Who cares about a little heat? Who cares about a little heat? Um, 
But my problem is it's like ugh, we we lit we literally we lit we literally literally just did this. If you change the if you change the story from I'll just I'll wait to you for after uh slam anniversary to you have my word. Please. I, the match is gonna be a banger when it eventually happens. I feel like you and I say this about bully and PCO specifically. It's gonna be good when it happens, but until that time. In true wrestling fashion, I'm complaining. I'm complaining. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What did you I'm, feel about it, Joel? I mean, I don't think Bully's going to be facing Macklin, but that's a whole other can of worms. I, I kind of agree with that, and I also feel that way about Aldis because of the 841. Just my opinion. Oh, I think Aldis is winning the 841. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what team he's because I don't know who's on what. Who's he's, he's on the team with Bully and Heath and Jonathan Gresham. He is winning that A4 one. The other who's side. Other, no, we'll talk about it after. I'm like, yeah. well, who's on the other team? When, like, you I gotta, the, when you hear the other side, it ain't going to be much better. They, they tried to make PCO a thing tonight, but we'll talk about that. Uh, Trey Miguel takes up with Pinder Gujar. It's a first time ever match at Impact. It's fine. He's kind of making unserious Miguel. Trey Miguel's making unserious business of Bupinder Gujar. He has him for most of the match. Gujar eventually comes back, gets some kicking and some high knees in, some strikes. Eventually, Trey hits the lightning spiral, gets the win. Match is fine. It's nothing special. It's just a statement match for Trey Miguel to get the win going into against all odds. Post-match, this is good. Trey Miguel gets gets uh, his his little uh, promo skills on. Says, I'm a generational talent, which he's been saying for the whole time. But all he ever gets when I say that is a, yeah, but... By the way, side sidebar, when he did that, it sounds like he was about to say, yeah, buddy. 
and someone in the crowd because it's such a that's a very canadian thing like yeah buddy mm-hmm. someone in the crowd <laughs> responds yeah buddy because they thought that's what he said <laughs> you could hear it like sure. it was so quiet for um for that in that moment uh to quote the new quote that i heard all week you could hear a rat piss on cotton it was so quiet when he said that <laughs> So, but he makes sense. He's like, all I hear is a yeah, but he's just, Trey, I, he's just Trey, Trey says he is the rarest form of generational talent ever known. He's defended and retained the X Division Championship in Ultimate X, a Monsters Ball match, and against the only eight-time X Division champion, Chris Saban. Says this Friday there will be yet no yeah buts. Mm-hmm. I like the promo. It makes sense now. Trey has to capitalize on it. He has to win without cheating. He has to beat Chris Saban to make himself known that he is unstoppable and build in his reign. I want that now going into this. I was like Saban winning makes sense because of the way the last match finished and the way Trey's been conducting himself. But now I have this renewed confidence in Trey Mm -hmm. Miguel retaining. Don't know how you feel, but if you have notes about the match or you want to talk about the promo, let's go. Match was fine. Totally agree with you there. It was to me, it was simple, effective. I like how you said unserious business, because that's that's exactly what it was. Um, I will say that I still see Trey Miguel cheating. I see Trey Miguel cheating. I don't see him being super serious yet, but I think they may take the title off of him. This is what I'm not too sure about. But if Trey Miguel cheats, I see him retaining. I see it getting to a point where you have to put Trey Miguel in a no-holds bar. If you're going to cheat, I'm cheating right back. And Alex Shelley's not the type of person who's just going to cheat right back. Sometimes they'll play a little cheeky, but never like straight up cheating while Trey Miguel will give you the yam bag shuffle. So I think if, if Trey Miguel cheats, he retains, you know what I mean? And if he doesn't, that's when he'll be like, ah, uh-uh, now I got to be super serious. Dango, <laughs> super serious Trey. Super serious Trey Miguel. Don't I think that should be their thing. Super serious squad. Super. Super serious. Please no. Please, God, no. Uh, super serious squad. Here comes Gia Miller with Swingman. I love the introduction and the camera just kind of zooms out and she's got to wheel him in on the stupid oh my thing. God. Gia Miller asked the first question and Swingman calls her Vanna and I just... Bro. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. I love it. Johnny Swing is not a real person. <laughs> Swingman's like, I'm the best pro wrestler in the golden era. Name a wrestler and I'm better than him. And go ahead, name one. It says Big John Stuck. So, so I slammed him. There's a name one that's still wrestling. And so Gia Miller says, Action Mike Jackson. And he says, Still owes me for trans, but he's a good kid. <laughs> Bro. And like, Johnny Swinger could just stand there and I'm laughing. Yes. I'm just. Yo, he's the best worst. Like, honestly, truly the best worst. <laughs> give, give him a uh, give him a main event at the Chuckle Hut. Here we go. Uh, it says his dad, Donnie Swinger, gave him the best advice. Says, swing daddy. And then Gia stops him and says, your dad called you swing daddy? And he says, oh, swing sunny. Without even missing a beat, he just looks like this. Swing Sunday. I'm like, yo, you're the worst. <laughs> work is work, baby. <laughs> when the going gets tough, you got to find someone to pass the heat to. He says he, he blames the fans. Then he blames Russo. He blames Kip Winger and that no good gimmick stealer. He's naming everyone that like, if you know, you know, and it's the best. And then Swing says, I finally figured it out. After a lot of consideration by J.J. Dillon, 
I love the old like Crockett promotion WCW stuff. It was the cricket referees paid off by Gene Simmons and Bob Seeger that Bro. did it to me. And so that's why this this whole promo is can you get to one victory, let alone 50? I didn't even set this up. <laughs> this is why we're doing this. And then he says, I'm sending Zicky Dice to referee school so Swingman will have a referee in his pocket. Brilliant. Cresta Star, this is the smartest thinking of a wrestler ever. Every wrestler should be considering who they can have in their pocket to get every victory imaginable. Gotta be smart. Honestly, Macklin looking at the wrong person. It should be Johnny Swinging. You watch. I can't even say that with a straight face. That's true. <laughs> Swingman, Swingman has many more years in the ring than I do. Kick my I ass. Mean, neither one of us. I got these bad knees, yo. <laughs> I get it. My, my Honestly, are okay, I guess. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. My, my I'm knees. I'm patient cow tonight. It's the <laughs> yeah. iron chic in me. I'm just go talk. Go for it. <laughs> um, randomly, this caught my eye. H Shock says, "Sweet man is a time traveler." As I stroke my mustache, I mean, you be Bobby Fish. <laughs> Who had a great interview, by the way, with SP3 from True Heel Heat this past week? Go check that out. I, I, I think I will. I think I shall. I think I sure. shall. A lot of, a lot of uh, preconceived notions were busted in that in that interview. So go check it out. Imagine not actually knowing a wrestler from what you see on TV. Go <laughs> Johnny Slinger, Ham and Ager. Next thing. <laughs> you ready? Uh, my body is ready. Gia Miller is backstage again. This is a Gia Miller heavy episode. Uh, backstage with Deanna Perrazzo and Trinity. Trinity calls Giselle, Savannah, and Jay all dangerous people. But Deanna says, well, you're stepping into a ring with a woman that I've already beat. So, you know, this is a game she's already lost. Trinity says Deanna can trust her because they have bigger fish to fry tomorrow night against all odds. And then Gianna asks the very important question, can they coexist? And Deanna says, I can put my ego aside for the plan and that she doesn't plan on losing tomorrow night. Trinity says Deanna won't have to worry about her tomorrow, but she will at Slammiversary. Setting up the match, very simple. Sit down. The Giselle Shaw segment that actually, let's just dig into it now. And we'll talk about both. Because uh, I think I actually accidentally, I skipped over it, didn't I? Jeez. Yeah, I did. I did. It was before the uh, the knockout title match. So Giselle Shaw, they're all in a part of the the venue that is like because it's an agriplex so it's like a big open silo barn type of thing and they were mm -hmm. filming a bunch of vignettes in this place it looked really good so anyway they they do a walking in kind of st stutter step entrance and uh giselle celebrating the fact that they took out jordan grace with three denouement and then says that jordan grace is out indefinitely as a result as reported by george iceman uh giselle tells trinity this is my house and rents do bitch uh and then she says she's taking back her spotlight and that it belongs to her this was a really good promo in my opinion it set the tone it was well shot it was well put together well edited it looked good it it was just right for giselle shaw what do you think of this and what do you think of the sit down with gia miller and trinity and uh, diana Perazzo? With the exception of Gia Miller, because Gia Miller don't need to be over. She's already over. She's already over. That's right. All five people looked really great in this. Um, let's start with Trinity. That latex outfit, oh, my God, I need that. I don't know where you got it. I need it. And those thigh-high boots, and oh, I seeped it. Oh, that was so good. So good. So good. When she's called Jay Vidal, do boy Jay, I popped. I popped because that sounds like something my grandma would say. You hang it out with them kids, you're gonna be a do boy, you're gonna do whatever they say. I I lived. Giselle Shaw 
has gotten so much better with promos, so much better in everything that tonight her, Evans, and Vidal all looked real good. Like, okay, and I don't care if you want to get together. We knocked out Jordan Grace, who I think um we had spoke. If, if, if it wasn't you, it was myself, Stephen Jensen, and Jeremy Lambert. We had spoke about um uh Jordan Grace essentially being number two if Deanna's number one and if I'm Giselle Shaw and I put out number two indefinitely oh I'm the man I ain't worried about no damn Trinity and I definitely ain't worried about no damn Deanna because Jordan Grace is only number two of a bad night if you will because it could have been Deanna or Grace so I, I get it I think Deanna here is giving very she's a great face but I also feel like Deanna, she, she's, I don't know, is giving heel. No matter what she does, I feel like she's going to break somebody off. I, I'm here for it. I like it. I like it. It's true. But I, I like the fact that they're not leaning into Deanna just being a, a champion that is mm. a POS, right? She's not a, she's not a jerk. She's, yeah. she wants to be a reputable champion. She wants to represent the knockouts uh, fairly and graciously. But she's not afraid to beat your ass to do it. Facts. So I like that they're telling the story that yeah, I don't think it's not even that she's a bad guy. It's not even that she's a bitch. It's just that she's dominant. She's good. She's, and good. she's good. And you can tell that story while being a babyface, and they're doing that, and they're doing a good job with it. She is confident, and I think that that is something that is sometimes lost in wrestling. The yeah. the confident champion that isn't cocky. And she's really good at being a confident champion without coming off as cocky in this case. I also feel like sometimes if you are even confident, people will say that you're cocky or they'll say like, oh, this person is a heel persona. No, I absolutely. I just feel like her charisma is uniquely heel. Like some people, like even when you talk, like, damn, I believe it. But also, do I believe it? And that's and that's what's going to make the match with Trinity really, yeah, really strange but really good. It's a babyface babyface match unless one of them turns, which again, I don't see. I don't think so either. I think um, I don't know. The, the The good news is like Giselle Shaw is so good at being that arrogant, cocky uh-huh. heel, like we just mentioned with the opposite in, De- in Deanna Perrazzo. Giselle could talk her way into making the match a three way at Slammiversary. I don't hate that, but it at least gives a little bit more to the match than what it is right now with, with Trinity and Deanna. Eventually, the two of them are going to have to hate each other. It could be a match built on respect yeah. if they do one-on-one Deanna and Trinity, which is a really good match. Adding Giselle wouldn't be a loss, but I'm also bigger on doing a one-on-one match than doing a triple threat. So I don't know how you feel about the idea of adding Giselle Shaw or if you just would keep it the way that it is and have it one-on-one Deanna and Trinity. I think if you do a one-on-one, it elevates either woman's stock. If you have Naomi, not Naomi, sorry. If you have Trinity pin Deanna, oh. If you have Deanna pin Trinity, oh. That's that's delicious. I don't think you need Giselle to eat the pin in that to put somebody over. I could see it if you want to protect somebody. I could see it. But I don't think you need to. I think it would make everyone involved win, lose, or draw look really good here. Really good. I could see Giselle Shaw talking her way into it and say, well, you know, Savannah Evans ate the pin, and that's not my fault. So, therefore, ergo, I should. But, again, I feel like, to me, making it a three-way means that you don't have confidence in somebody and you need a scapegoat there. And I think that 
no matter who eats the pin or who wins, the other person is still going to be better for it. Yeah, I and I, I wholeheartedly agree, especially what you just said uh, about adding a third person sometimes loses that that gravitas that it loses some some momentum towards one other person. But if you don't want to lose momentum and you always want to be on top, you can subscribe to us here at FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Come on, man. Just tonight alone, we dropped news on Mercedes Monet, talking about Trinity, by the way, her bestie, Mercedes Monet, and the talks that may or may not have happened with AEW heading into Forbidden Door. Also some Forbidden Door news involving Kenta. Could he be having a match with the one and only Chicago-made punk? We'll find out on FIFOSelect.com, along with some AEW Collision news, WWE news. If you want the betting odds for against all odds, guess what? We have those over on FIFOSelect.com right now. Five bucks. That's You get it all. All the news that's fit to muck. And all the other content. You get your sour grabs with Alex Pulowski and with, with Miss Kate Fabe. You, you get your... Your, your Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen. You get your a coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie and so much more. SRS does a Q&A. He does the backstage report. He does a billion things. Five bucks get you in the door. FIFOSelect.com. Go ahead. Join up. Get all the news. We'll have a bunch of scoops. I'm sure of it from Against All Odds over at FIFOSelect.com. Let's talk about this main event. It's time for the main wait where's my mark henry microphone sorry his time <laughs> he's too busy uh moose and swan moose and rich swan take on jonathan gresham and nick aldis uh again one of these things is not like the other as rich swan teams with moose uh listen all this just is leading up to aldis having a hot tag good stuff with moose he does a michinoku driver does nick aldis gets that big elbow in 2.9 swan this is the finish swan hits a cutter on jonathan gresham sets him up for the phoenix splash but moose tags himself in swan and moose argue as expected power bomb from gresham to swan swan's not the legal man so he can't get pinned so moose hits the power bomb on gresham and gets the win everyone argues then aldis gets involved then heath joins the fray and then swan's about to dive to the outside and bully ray takes him out and then pco jumps in and they brawl and then everyone goes to the outside except for pco who does a big dive does not take out bully does not take out aldis so pco aldis and bully are all standing as the show goes off the air. So they're trying to make Bully, Aldis, and PCO the big men who are uh, going to be in this match on uh, tomorrow night as like the guys to watch. What do you think of the match, Crest, the start of this tag match? Is there anything that you want to add? And then we can talk about the, the dust up at the end going into our predictions for tomorrow night. If anyone's going to beat Moose, it's going to be himself. <laughs> Moose did not have to wrestle that heel. Also, Moose and Swan, for whatever reason, just reminded me of Moose and Squirrel. I just wanted to say Moose and Squirrel all night. If you get it, you get it. If you ever seen Rocky and Bullwinkle, you get it. Uh, yes. That's all I wanted to say was Moose and Squirrel all night. He didn't have to be a jerk to Rich Swan, and I think commentary made a good point. You can't act like this tomorrow, Moose. Also, if Swan is on the same team, and I think he is on the same team with Moose, it's like, bro, you're going to have to let that rock if you want to get to the next part. It's all right. I'm tired of them throwing Jonathan Gresham, who in the beginning of the match got yeeted into the turnbuckle side. Justice for Jonathan Gresham. I'm so, um, if I'm Jonathan Gresham, I'm going in and I'm smacking everyone with a kendo stick because I'm tired of y'all disrespecting me like I'm not a good wrestler. Um, when, when Moose said, fine, I'll do it myself, if I was Rich Swan, I would have left. 
I would have left. At that point, I would have left. I would have left. Because you're not going to say you're not going gonna to do it yourself, not tag me in. And then when you get your ass beat, now it's like, brother, Scar, help me. No, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you, Mufasa. I'm sorry. You better go work it out the mantelope. Sorry. No, I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. Anyway, this uh, this all plays into tomorrow night. Against all odds, we will have a post show either on Fightful.com or on FightfulOverbooked.com. Just take a look at our socials. We'll give you the links. You'll get it all. Uh, let's uh, let's run down this card real quick, make quick predictions. For the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, Steve Macklin defends against Alex Shelley. Feels like a no-brainer. Steve Macklin will retain. Crest of the star, do you agree? I agree. Sorry, Alex Shelley. Oh, look at that. We agree on that. Uh, let's get to the next one. The 8-4-1 match. It's the number one contendership match for the Impact World Championship. The winner faces, presumably, Steve Macklin at Slammiversary. This match starts as an eight-man tag. The winning team gets a four-way match that starts immediately. One man is the victor, hence eight, four, and one. Bully Ray, Jonathan Gresham, Heath, and Nick Aldis are on one team. Moose, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, and PCO are the other team. So again, PCO being the representative from the other side that you think maybe, maybe, but then it's Bully and Nick Aldis on the other side. Okay, so it's definitely Bully and Nick Aldis team winning. Yes. Who else is on that team? <laughs> Gresham and Heath. So really, the battle is who's going to eat the pin, and who and which guy's going to pin which. It's going to be Gresham, and I don't want to hear that. Okay, I'm if I'm Jonathan Gresham, I'm coming to Impact and I'm hitting everyone with a kendo stick. I've I've fucking had it. Um, I don't know, dog. I don't know. My gut wants to say Nick Aldis, but I don't think Bully's going to let that slide. And I could see a situation where you let Gresham or Heath win to get the shit beat out of them by Macklin. He, did you win? Did you really win? Did you really win? <laughs> you won an ass beating. <laughs> I think somebody gets involved and Bully Ray doesn't win. Or alternatively, if you want to stretch this out a couple of more weeks at the tapings, uh, you can have a double pin, Aldis and Bully pin Heath and Gresham at the same time and then they have to do one more match at Impact Tapings to set up who's going to face Macklin at Slammiversary I don't think they're going to do that I think it's just going to be Nick Aldis gets the win they're going to say oh we outlasted seven other men and he is the number one contender look how great Nick Aldis is and Bully Ray will have to face I don't know my dad at Scott Yes, it'll be Bully and Scott Demore at Slammiversary and it'll be It'll be tight, a career versus contract or something like that. Or Bully Ray could be tight that he lost this, is still holding on to it. And then when it's time for Aldis versus Macklin, you thought this is a fair fight? You took my spot. And now Aldis, I don't care. You will get nothing because I'm Bully Ray and I'm a three-year-old. I think Bully's just a red herring in this title picture. I think that's all it is. Or that's going to be, you know, title, it'll be contract, and it'll be if I beat you, Scott Demore, I get next for the impact world title and I get an extension and I take over your job and you know, but the, the, the whole story here is like this, this is all leading to Slammiversary and the bully Ray blow off. It has to be. Okay. So I'm gonna go with you then Nick Aldis. Cause I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I don't know who to pick. Cause like, no matter who it is, you've won a first class ticket to Steve Macklin pain train. I, <laughs> you want an ass whooping. That's what you want. That's what I'm going to do to Steve Macklin in August. I'm going to beat, take him out. No wait. <laughs> you're wild i, I respect you'll see I'm you in gonna, hell joel i'm gonna take him out i'm gonna do it i swear i got this i'm gonna beat him 
anyway, uh, yeah, Nick Aldis, I think, is uh, is walking out with this, and then we're all going to say, what's Aldis then? Uh, for the Exhibition Championship, Trey Miguel defends against Chris Sabin. Will Sabin become a nine-time, nine-time, nine-time champion, or will Trey Miguel get rid of the yes buts? I think Trey Miguel is going to cheat. Uh, they keep bringing up that this is the third longest Exhibition reign. It's giving, I'm about to do a, a long exhibition reign. That's what it's giving right now. That seems to be the trend. I have to beat this title reign, and I got to beat this title reign. So that's what it's giving. Trey Miguel's about to cheat. Alex Shelley, uh, not Alex Shelley, uh, Chris Saban out of his boots. Ryan Sullivan asking me if I said uh, that I was about to take Steve Macklin to Pound Town. Absolutely not. I was not oh, about Pound to Town. Pound, Pound Town. I was not about to say that. Nowhere near that. I swear to God, not that. <laughs> so that wasn't what I was going to say. What are you talking about? You were thinking that. Anyway. There's another lyric, but I won't say it, but Pound Town. Pound, Pound Town. Stop it. Trey Miguel, <laughs> I think, will get the win and retain his exhibition championship. Ace of Bays defend their world tag titles against the Good Hands with Brian Myers in their corner. Uh, listen, the big shock here is Good Hands if they cheat to win. That's that that's the one title match that I'm a little in the air about, but I think Ace of Bays is going to retain. What do you think, Crescent Star? I'm saying the Bullet Club is going to win. There's going to be a lot of cheating, but I need to remind some of you guys out here that Ace Austin was a cheater back in the day, so you can't outdo the doer. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that it is Bullet Club because if the good hands win the title, woof. <laughs> I think somewhere down the line, the good hands are going to win the Impact World Tag Team titles. I do. I agree. I think once once they shed themselves of Brian Myers, that's going to be when it happens. Mm-hmm. But for now, this is a good opportunity for them. This is going to be yeah. a showcase. This is going to get a lot of people talking about good hands because they're both really, really good wrestlers. They're both very capable. Gimmick is what it is. But you see them working, and it works right now. Yeah. They're a good tag team. I still think Ace of Base have a lot left to, uh, to offer, especially Quadzilla Ace Austin. Not Quadzilla. <laughs> Just going by what Gia calls us. I mean, she's allowed. <laughs> no, it's canon, so we can talk about it. For the Digital Media Championship, Joe Hendry defends against Dirty Dango, super serious wrestler Dirty Dango. Uh, is this Joe Hendry losing the title to Dango? Is Dango going to put the title on eBay and go to Hawaii? What are we doing? I low-key feel like it may change hands. I felt this way last pay-per-view under Siege that it was going to change hands. And like we said, um, Dango did the yam back shuffle. So I would not be surprised if this changes hands. And if it doesn't change hands here, it is definitely changing hands at Slammiversary. Really? Yeah, I could see if... So let's say Joe Hendry retains and there's some type of smudge with Santino and whatnot. Maybe at Slammiversary there's a blow off, but I could also see it happening where there's a smudge and Dango wins it. And now the storyline is we got to get it off of him so you don't sell it on eBay, you piece of crap. The, 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 okay, I like this. The one caveat that I have is you start to pay off Santino and Dango. Santino winning the Digital Media Championship feels not great. <laughs> I hear you. But I've seen a man get buried alive, get beat brutally. I've seen Rosemary go into the demon realm and come out as Courtney Rush. I get it. I get it. It's a swinger dungeon, babe, daddy. 
I still I think Joe Hendry retains, but I think we set up Dango and Santino. Okay, I could see it. I yes. listen, I'm a Joe Hendry stan. Don't want Joe Hendry to lose at all. However, like I said, some I, I, I don't know why we're feuding over the I think you could feud with him without it being over the championship and maybe have a build to it, but I feel like at this point either change hands or leave it alone. Because yep. you're right, the bigger story there is Santino and Dango. Yeah. So I, I'm interested in seeing where that goes because Again, this is this has got to be their blow off, and we're really just going to Santino and Dango, right? Yeah. For the dog collar match, my God, Masha Slamovich, Killer Kelly, this is going to be a brutal affair. If if Macklin doesn't bleed, then these two women will. Oh my God, I know for a fact Masha's gonna bleed. I think they both will. Uh, who's who's gonna win this dog collar match? You got to assume that the winner is going to want to challenge. Or at least start racking up wins to get a world a knockouts world championship match after Slammiversary. Or at least win a number one contenders match at Slammiversary. No shade. No shade. Killy Kelly about to get the brakes beat off that girl. Oh my God. I can't wait to not watch that match. Oh my God. That's going to be a good match, but I think Masha Slamovich is really going to give her the might of Russia. She's about to give that. Oh, she's going to give it to that girl. And it's not, it's not like it's going to be for free. It is not going to be for free, but Masha Slamovich is going to hurt Killer Kelly and Killer Kelly is going to attempt to hurt Masha back. And I'm not going to watch that. That's just... I'm looking forward to this match. I think a lot of people are, but uh, this, this could be, killer kelly getting a win but at the same time she introduced this match she she's serious but she's still doing the mind games thing this could be a turning point for killer kelly you know uh, it, it comes at the expense of masha slamovich in this case i don't think that masha is going to be you know buried if she loses yeah. uh, i just think that this turns into a bigger feud that will eventually be after going after the knockouts world championship so i don't know who wins this match i'm going to give it to killer kelly i think that it's going to be very hard fought i wouldn't be surprised if they did some sort of double count out knockout both women pass out thing i wouldn't hate that either it would be a little cheap to do it though that's the only thing i wouldn't i like you i wouldn't hate it but it feels a little cheap so i'm gonna say killer kelly um but i don't know i I don't know how you finish this match because it's it's good both sides look good i think killer kelly winning here i I think no matter who wins both of these women are going to be very elevated after this i think killer kelly will get a bigger bump if she does win but i think it'll get masha back to her pay-per-view winning ways if you will and i see someone in the chat saying that it could turn into monster a monster's ball match at slammiversary i would do a multi-woman number one contendership monster's ball match Maybe those two girls, uh, Celicia Sparks and uh, Tara Rising, come out and get they get they whoopers, get they comeuppance, and it's it it gets too brutal and they stop the match. Probably not. I feel like I know. Both, I was thinking, trying to protect everybody. <laughs> insofar that both women are currently working, I think both of them, definitely Celicia, are working the Greek Town Wrestling Loop this weekend in Ontario. So they're working London, Ontario, Toronto, Waterloo, and Hamilton. Either That's way, what they want you to think. No, they're 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 on the card. It's nice. So anyway, uh, that'll be on Fight Plus. Go check those out. Uh, that's that's one of my locals. So anyway, Masha and Killer Kelly in a dog collar match sounds like fun. Looks like fun. Going to be yeah. fun. Trinity and Deanna Perazzo versus Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans feels like the champion and the number one contender beats Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans. What do you think? 
I agree. I think Deanna and Trinity win. I think, though, that it's going to be a good match, especially for Savannah Evans, who impressed the hell out of me. Um, I do see some spazes happening between Trinity and Deanna, but ultimately I think Deanna and Trinity get the pin. I could see Shaw pinning Deanna. And again, we go back to the conversation about making it a three-way at Slammiversary. Uh, but I think I'm just going to go with Trinity and Deanna win. Mm-hmm. And we move on to Slammiversary. And it's just one-on-one because that really is a match that deserves a one-on-one. You know, the best I knockout, agree. the best, you know, outsider that's come in in a while the, with, the, with the most hype. So it would be uh, it'd be good to see that as a one-on-one match at Slammiversary. So, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. And then finally, Frankie Kazarian takes on Edward Edwards in a match that has me saying, man, we could have done this 20 years ago. That's happening. Yeah, that's that's a match that's on the card. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) I I don't know what I thought. (laughs) I'm going to triple check that this match is on the card. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, no refunds. Oh, why did it go to the Eventbrite? Don't, I don't no, no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> no take backsies. Is there? A, do they have a countdown card yet? I'm it's following fun. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking that out loud just to not just to fill. Uh, okay, so it's not it's not on the card anymore. Oh, that's giving pre-show. No, oh no, no here no it is. Here it is. Here it is. Impact veterans collide. Frankie Kazarian and Edward Edwards. There we go. Okay, I'm good. Countdown is the Dango Hendry match. And oh, now they're doing really Kylan King against Nevaeh. Ne- Do you remember Nevaeh? I feel like vaguely. I probably recognize her when I see her. Nevaeh, I couldn't point her out of a crowd. So Nevaeh, first of all, is another uh, Ohioan. She okay. was also tag partners with Jessica when she was Havoc. So there's there's more death dolls lore in the story so that's interesting so kylan king versus nevaeh on the on the pre-show <laughs> someone screwed up the card and they put the digital media championship with it <laughs> so they had the digital media championship match and then they had the i got i gotta i gotta bring this up hold on poor joel <laughs> let's see i messed up my own thing uh windows said not like that I know. I hate that my sound comes through like that. It's very frustrating. That's all good. That's why my soundboard comes through. I know. It's the worst. Okay, here we go. This is the uh, this is the match. You'll see you see the, the digital media championship there. <laughs> I mean, it is for the digital. You see what Kylan King is. What is that? The knockout semantics. <laughs> <laughs> semantics, all right? Uh, Dango said it's a toy prop, so technically it could be any one of those things in there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, the, uh, the countdown has that those two matches. So Hendry and Dango is on the countdown and Nevaeh and King are on the countdown as well. Uh, but yes, Kazarian and Eddie Edwards are there. Yes. Who wins between Kazarian and Edwards? Kazarian. I, I, I mean, I, Kazarian. I know it's such, it's, it's a nothing match to me. <laughs> That's my uh, Kazarian. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, with Dango and Joe Hendry being on the pre-show, now I think it's Joe Hendry. <laughs> I, think so. I think Joe Hendry wins as well. Now that it's on, I see that it's on the pre-show. Just what it is. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow night against all odds. We'll do our post-show. We don't know where yet. It'll either be on YouTube.com slash Fightful or it will be on YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Either way, check out our socials. We'll have it there. We'll announce it there. We'll have all the links and yada, yada, yada. You will not miss it. 
we'll see you tomorrow night for Against All Odds. Crest the Star, where can they find you? What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can find me here every Thursday with Joel Pearl discussing all things on Impact Wrestling. The 17th of June, myself, Rick, and Iridian, your wrestle friend, will be discussing all things AEW with Collision and your favorite Christian Mingle Punk will be there. We are live as soon as the show goes. Well, not as soon, but maybe like 10 minutes. You know, you know the vibes. Also, Wednesdays and Fridays, except tomorrow, because I'll be live with Joel for Sam, no, for Against All Odds. Um, I'm live on TikTok or Twitch, Crust Star. If that's a lot of information, the Twitter's right there, Cresta the Star, link tree in bio. You owe it to yourself to follow Cresta Star. If not, you're a big jabroni. I don't make the rules. It's true. Don't jabroni out. Joel, where can the folks find you? I'm easy to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I am in the weeds every Monday and Friday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, SP3 joins me tomorrow as well, along with who else is joining me? Mac Coon is going to be joining us. And uh, we're working on a second guest. We'll see if they come around. But either way, we have a lot of fun stuff. Uh, speaking of Iridian, we're hoping to have her on next week on In the Weeds before the AEW Collision Post Show takes off because we want everyone to have some sort of idea of who all of our guests are and all of our hosts. Cresta did an interview with The Spotlight with Jeremy and Jensen. And, of course, Rick Uccino was on coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie recently. So Iridian is going to be on it in the weeds because uh, we want Iridian. So we called dibs because you know, she's the new one. I called her today. She's funny as hell. She's, she's so funny. She's funny. I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, keep track of that. Uh, other than that, again, Chris and I, we are here every single Thursday night for your post impact wrestling show. And of course we'll be back tomorrow night on Friday night for impact wrestling against all odds post show where it will be. Who knows? Just tune in to, all the socials. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.